On this episode of Inside Writing, we have Helen Suki, who is a poet, writer and editor. Helen has had numerous editorial and production roles, including with Liverpool University Press and Carsonet Press. Her first poetry collection, Missile Child, was published in 2014 and was shortlisted for the 2015 Seamus Heaney Prize for Best First Collection. Helen's latest pamphlet is called In the Glass House and was published by Happenstance Press in October 2015. Helen's also a JMU tutor of creative writing and she very kindly started our chat by performing a poem from her pamphlet. This is the first poem from my pamphlet, In the Glass House. Glass House. In the glass house, we are all listeners. We all make confessions. The air alive as rain whispers, tell us, tell us. What I've always wanted, she hesitates. What I've always wanted is the destruction of glass hanging an instant in perfect balance, and then the consequence, everything falling, exploded beyond thought of repair. What I've always wanted, laughter angles from glass walls, is the power of a forbidden word, is to run and run in sheeting rain, is an act so irrevocable it takes away my name, and afterwards I shall be changed through and through, and I shall walk quietly back into my life and no one will know the language in which to speak to me, and that act will never be repeated, but will always have taken place, and the glass will hang always in its perfect instant, complete still, but fractured utterly. Well, Helen, thanks for doing this. How did you get into writing? Was it something you started as a child, or did you get into it a bit later? Um, I did always write as a child, yeah. I, I wrote sort of terrible poems and, and things like that, um, and then when I was kind of a teenager I suppose and, and in my early 20s I wrote a lot of diaries like kind of really sort of big detailed descriptive sort of diaries and for a long time I couldn't figure out where I could go with that yeah. um, or how that could turn into any kind of sort of publishable writing um, so it wasn't until I was kind of nearly 30 that I sort of started thinking maybe I should have a go at writing poetry yeah yeah, who were the first writers that had a real impact on you? And does anyone stand out in particular? Well, I think the first books, I suppose, that really had an impact on me were some of the books that I read over and over again as a child. And that would be things like Tom's Midnight Garden yeah. um, and a book called Charlotte Sometimes by Penelope Farmer. And what I tended to really, really love about those books was... Um, not just the stories, but the way they were written. So they were written in this very sort of quite haunting kind of way. And they seemed to be, even though they were books for children, they seemed to be grappling with, you know, things to do with kind of mortality yeah. and time and really serious things. And those books just really, really stuck with me. Um, and I think a lot of the books I've read as an adult, in a way, have been in that same kind of vein. Um, in terms of poetry, the first poem that I ever read that had any real impact on me was The Wasteland. Oh. Um, and that was the first time I, I sort of, that was when I was in the sixth form. And that was the first time I read a poem I thought, wow, this is really exciting. This is, I didn't realise poetry could sort of do this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, that was that was the first time I thought poetry could be interesting. What's your journey been like so far as a writer? Ups and downs. And... <laughs> um, I w well, slow. Yeah. I suppose, in the sense that, like I said, I had no idea, I, you know, all through my 20s, um, I was writing sort of stuff in diaries, I was trying to have a go at writing kind of short prose kind of stuff, but I was really floundering around, didn't really know what I was doing, um, 
it wasn't until I was about 30 that I started to think maybe what I'm trying to write is poetry but I don't know anything about contemporary poetry so then I had to sort of embark on this process of getting to grips with you know reading contemporary poetry and starting to try to learn how to write it um, and trying to get things into magazines and stuff and that was you know really quite a long and slow process so I didn't get my first full-length book of poems came out in 2014 so you know how old was I then (laughs) already 40 something are there any forms that you've tried and really like as well as poetry or really dislike yeah I like trying I, I like writing kind of like I said sort of short prose something that's somewhere between really poetry and prose or I suppose prose poetry yeah I like. I really enjoy writing prose, but I'm not very good at all with uh, narrative and, and sort of character and plot and stuff like that. I don't think I could ever write anything resembling a conventional novel. But I really like writing sort of short fragments, so I do quite a bit of that, really. What's your writing process like? Does it vary from project to project, or have you got a set way of doing things? Um, it's pretty similar, I think. I, I think it starts with a lot of me sort of walking around and... Wait, uh, trying to be open to things in the sense of waiting for something to kind of catch your attention, you yeah, know, that yeah. kind of almost like putting out feelers and yeah. waiting for something to kind of catch. And then there's a lot of thinking about it, and then there's a lot of scribbling in a notebook. Like, I always start with a very splurgy, just you know, pages and pages of just sort of trying different ways of expressing something, and only when it's starting to feel like it's getting into some kind of form would I put it on the computer and then I'd start you know trying to kind of redraft it a bit more formally so you don't try to force it you just let it I really always start with with a very kind of loose splurgy um kind of way of and just just you know most of my notebooks are just versions of the same thing really sort of over and over for pages until something feels like it's clicked in terms of That sounds like a line. That sounds like something mm. I can kind of build it around that, yeah. Has teaching influenced the way you write a good or bad? <laughs> I suppose. Um, not, I would say not so much teaching itself, but one thing I do think is that you can... It, um, if you feel that sort of being a poet in some ways is your job, that can start to become a bit of a problem in terms of, you know, you go home and you just think the last thing I want to do is read any poetry. Um, So it can have a kind of a... And it can create a sort of anxiety, you know, so that rather than coming at poetry in a really fresh and open-minded way you're coming at it with all this kind of anxiety about oh I should have read this but I haven't or I should know this or um you know oh this is better than what I was trying to do or you know so it can that can be difficult I think it can be difficult to try and recapture that just coming at it completely fresh and thinking wow that's really exciting yeah yeah. are you happy with poverty's place in culture now do you think schools and education need to approach it in in a in a better way um I think that's a difficult one. Um, I think poetry is always going to have a really minority place in the culture, and I, you know, I'm fine with that. In the same way that that I would say contemporary art is always yeah. going to have, because it's it's actually trying to do something quite challenging and quite difficult, and that's that's always going to be kind of a niche thing. I think there's a sort of slightly strange. Mm, I don't know if it's a paradox, but but there's also a a much more sort of popular idea of poetry where people really do reach for poetry like you know for weddings or funerals or whatever 
Um, but that seems quite disconnected in a way from, I suppose, you know, a lot of what's going on with kind of literary poetry, which is trying to do something much more modernist often and much more challenging. And that's always going to be a really minority thing. I'm not really quite sure how it does get taught in schools these yeah. days. I know when I was in school, it was it was terrifying when right. everyone would say poetry okay. and you know, yeah. they give you really difficult poems and right. you always had to find out what it meant. Yeah. Whereas when you come here, yeah. it, this approach seems to work a lot more. Okay, that's good. I think that thing of giving people the idea that somehow, yeah, it's a puzzle and you've got to get the answer, yeah, yeah. That, that's not very helpful. It doesn't, it doesn't leave any interpretation. Any room. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I do quite often try to say in class, you know, I'm not sure I understand this poem, but I really love the mood of it yeah. or something yeah. like and that. That's okay. And that's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It, do you think Liverpool's a good place to be a writer? Yeah, I think Liverpool is a really good place to be a writer um, because one reason there's a ton of stuff going on all the time. So you could always be going to reading, you could always be going to plays, um, you know, you could be going to theatre, cinema, all kinds of art, fantastic visual art, which I think is really, really, um, you know, fruitful for a writer. But also Liverpool itself has just got this incredibly interesting, you know, sort of wrecked grandeur sort of to it that I just think, you know, you can't kind of fail to walk around Liverpool and find interesting things to yeah. write about. So I think it's a very, it's got a lot of kind of layers to it, Liverpool. Um, I think it's a really interesting place to be a writer, yeah. What's the best advice you could give for a young writer? I know it's a bit of a loaded question <laughs> because you probably get asked it all the time. Oh but... gosh. Um, <clears throat> well, I think, you know, if you feel kind of compelled to write things, you know, to get things out in words, then, then you know, go with that. Um, and it can take ages to learn what, you know, to, to, to kind of really learn maybe a particular genre suits you better than another or sort of, I mean, you know, all of that stuff can take time. But if you've got that drive, then that suggests that you kind of are a writer. Whereas mm. if you've got a drive to express things in, in, in colour, then maybe you're a painter or something like yeah. that. So I think it's kind of go with it if that's what you feel. And... Obviously, the obvious thing is just to read as much as possible about, you yeah. know, and try and figure out what those people are doing and just be be open to stuff. So don't sit in your room yeah. waiting for inspiration, yeah. but get out and go for a walk. Get yeah. out and look at some stuff. Go somewhere where you've not been before and the stuff will kind of find you. I think that really helped me when we've done an observation. Yeah. Discovery. You know, it it yeah. opens your eyes to maybe not having your earphones in all the time. Well, exactly. And I mean, that. in fact, that's probably the best advice. <laughs> Turn off your phone, take out your earphones. You have got to be in the world. You've got to really be present in it and see what's going on and listen to stuff and look at stuff. And if you kind of always cooped up in this little bubble of internet or, or earphones, you're not going to, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any contemporary poets you could recommend for sort of poets out there? Or, or, or classic, in fact, just maybe some of your favourite poets um, there. So some of my favourite poets would be Elizabeth Bishop, um, who I think is just amazingly, amazingly kind of precise. And she worked really hard at her poems over a long amount of time. But also she's quite weird. All of her poems leave that space, I yeah. think, for the reader to think, what? what's this about? Why is she showing us this strange thing? Yeah. Um, and I suppose a lot of the contemporary poets that I like, I think would are trying to do a similar thing. So um, someone like Louise Gluck, um, Emily Berry is interesting. Um, 
Another poet that I really like who's also not contemporary is, is W.S. Graham, um, who started off in a very sort of Dylan Thomasy kind of way and then kind of moved away from that. But he's, he's obsessed with language, just language itself and the, the problems of communication. And a lot of his poems are about that weird thing of when you write, who are you talking to? Yeah. Do you know if anybody's out there kind of thing? And he's really interesting, I think. So all of those people are good. If you go for one... If you could go for the zinc with one writer, that would alive. Who would it be and why? Okay, so I was thinking about this. I was thinking all a lot of the writers I'm interested in had a massive drink problem. So, <laughs> so Elizabeth Bishop uh, had a big drink problem. Uh, w. S. Graham, heavy drinker. Malcolm Lowry, who I love, huge drinker. Um, and I, so I think it would be a disaster. <laughs> Sounds like a good night. I'd quite, I'd quite like to go for a drink with all of those people, but I would be under the table and they would all be carrying on for days on end. So, yeah. <laughs> Helen, thanks very much for that. You're welcome. Thank you.